This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. almost said the wrong podcast, but it's it's, it's right there on the screen. Um, So we're going to talk about episode four of Miss Marvel. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, so we're going to do this a little different. A lot of times we've watched it two or three times by the time we talk about it, but sometimes we're a little late getting it out. So um, so if you haven't watched yet, uh, this is going to be spoiler-filled. I know this is early for a spoiler review, but it's not like we're the only ones out there doing it. It's but true. we're going to warn you. Spoiler uh, alert. If you don't want to be spoiled, turn oh, back now. That's wow. my spoiler alert. Do you like it? I like it. It's, it's It'll nice. be our new thing. Boop, boop. <laughs> all right so so helpful so so helpful uh so we'll say uh thank you to chantelle for for dropping in briefly even though she can't watch because she's at work and i'm i'm assuming most people won't be able to watch it uh live at this point with us springing a brand new time and, and in the middle of the day yeah in the middle of the day and everything but uh most people are still like, you know, we're a new YouTube channel. Most people are watching our stuff well after we, um, well after we originally air it. So, I mean, we're, we'll miss you in the chat, but, um, hopefully eventually we'll, we'll be able to get more people in the chat and then we can start working around times that kind of maximize that. But right now it's really not even a factor. So no, it's a good long-term plan. Yeah. But it is more fun when y'all are in the chat. It's true. Um, so, again, going into this, only having seen it once, but we just watched it. Yeah. Like, camera's doing some weird things today. You're doing some weird things today. <laughs> so, overall, what did you think of the episode? I enjoyed it. Um, you know, we got to go to Pakistan, in which we kind of kind of knew we were doing right after the last episode although i kind of wondered if we wouldn't spend an episode getting there now because they easily could have done that now i'm kind of glad they didn't spend a whole episode of her convincing her mother that they needed to go to pakistan i i'm fine with the fact that they skipped that um everybody would have screamed filler episode had they done that Mm -hmm. this keeps the story moving forward and with a limited number of episodes i actually really appreciate that they just basically, you know, did it and said, hey, we're going. And, and it wasn't hard to convince her mother to go see her own mother. Right. Um, because she they haven't seen each other in a really long time, which they had established prior, in prior episodes. Right. You know, it's one of those things, though, thinking about it logistically. Like, international travel is expensive. Um. You know, and I know people who have come here from India who haven't been back. Um, you know, it's not one of those things that you're just like, hey, we're going to hop on over. You know, it's it's a so clearly 
uh, Nani is selling how important this is that, that the parents are willing to drop the amount of money that it takes to just get on a plane tomorrow and fly, you know, to Pakistan. That's, that's a significant, um, that's a significant gesture. I think that clearly they're, they're taking, taking at least something seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, I do feel like this episode, I really enjoyed it. I like a lot of stuff. It's got maybe the, well, definitely the best action we've had so far. And of course the actor we're going to talk about in a minute or two actors really played a huge role in elevating the, um, the action sequences in this one, because, and, and I also appreciate they haven't just made her some sort of invincible fighting machine just right mm -hmm. off the bat. Like, She's got to grow into this role. Right. And and I appreciate that, like, that we haven't just, we didn't just give her all the power on day one and right. turn her loose. Uh, because, that, you know, that that's that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Or or even like, and we have a training montage and now he's. Right. But even we, we got to even got a training montage with her, but she's mm -hmm. still, she's still a kid that right. still got to learn how to handle her abilities. Mm -hmm. So um, I do feel like there was a vast improvement in the action sequences. Uh, the action sequence in episode three at the wedding is okay, but it's still sim mostly simple. Like it's still mostly a defensive thing for her of just mm -hmm. surviving. Um, until Bruno gets hurt, and then she's willing to throw some punches. Right. Um, I do feel like removing Bruno and Nakia and her dad from the equation somewhat hurt kind of the charm that has been there with previous episodes. Mm, it changes the dynamic a lot. Um, I think it was fine. I think she still does a great job. Uh, Iman Vellani is doing an excellent job in this role. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's the overall cast that really kind of created this this charm. This... They have lots of chemistry going on. Yeah. So I think okay. that was missed a little bit. Yeah. But we had to take her out and go tell this other part of the story at some point. Right. Um, Poor Bruno. Like, he's just crushing so hard and... He's just like liable <laughs> to get replaced on lots of different fronts. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I like a lot of stuff that they set up in this episode, um, even though it's mostly running. And we got done and the eight year old looked at me and says they ran a lot in this episode. Mm -hmm. Because like once the action starts, it just kind of continues through the rest of the episode. Right. Um. I think they did a, a really good job with packing a lot into an episode and not kind of losing, mm -hmm. um, losing focus on the bigger picture. That would have been easy to do and going and trying to show off uh, Karachi and, and do, um, you know, some of these other things that, that are going right. on, but we didn't spend a whole bunch of time with the cousins. It was kind of like, here are the cousins. You're supposed to be with them, but you're not. And then we sort of went and did our own thing. Right. So um, what were some of your favorite things in the episode? Um, I enjoyed the the action sequences actually. Historically, I'm not I'm not one who goes into things for 
fight sequences, but these were really enjoyable. These are really well done. Um, and from, from the beginning, uh, Kamala and Kareem have a fun dynamic going on. You know, they kind of have, they have an interesting, they kind of have a, it's almost like a Spider-Man, you know, kind of thing going on. Like, you know, where'd you learn that Ninja Turtles, you know, kind of go back and forth. Yeah. No, there's some good back and forth between them. And I, and I'm, and I, I know there, when they do during that sequence, I know there are some Bollywood references and you'll just have to forgive me. I'm, I've seen that there are Bollywood references in there, but not familiar I'm with not them. familiar with them. So yeah. um, I do think it's interesting that they're doing that, that there are apparently a lot of, um, Bollywood references mm-hmm. kind of hidden, tucked away in, in this show, which are obviously meant for a limited segment of the MCU fandom, but I still think it's neat that they hid them. Yeah, I don't even know that they're like, as much hiding as they're just not noticeable if you don't know to look for them. Right. But I mean, if you get things like, you know, if we went and did, if we ever do get, um, anything else set in like if we ever do a gambit series mm-hmm. like and we 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 go to new orleans and do a gambit series like there's going to be certain little things right that i'm going to want them to kind of show off even if they're only for some of us right well i kind of felt that way a little bit with um they did that with falcon and winter falcon soldier. winter soldier because it was like some of it was like you know you wouldn't necessarily catch these things if you didn't come from south louisiana Hey Kelly, thanks for uh, thanks for popping in. I know we're at a, a weird time today, so appreciate yeah. you uh, stopping in for a minute, or or however long you're able to stay. <laughs> um, so I I really appreciate that they're hiding those cultural things in there because, like I said, mm-hmm. you know, if they if they did a series in New Orleans, I'd like to see right bits and pieces of that culture of, yeah. of our culture blended in there, and and exactly. even if only we understand it. Exactly. Yeah. Which is. You know, kind of one of the fun things about this show. And, and I feel like the MCU has kind of been amping that up a little bit here lately with just kind of uh, cultural references that aren't just New York. Right. And I, and I appreciate that. And I think that doing TV, doing series makes it easier to do that when you have yeah. a little more space to breathe than a movie. Um, I understand why when you've got two, two and a half hours to tell the whole story, mm-hmm. why you may not spend a lot of time dedicated to little details that are inconsequential to the story. But when you've got a little more room to breathe, like when you've got, you know, five, six hours of material, right? you have a little more room to do that. And so I think that's actually one of the beneficial things about doing TV. Right. Yeah. You can, you can give your, uh, subcultures a little more love. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, our, our new actors and I'm going to totally blank on, um, I know we have Aramis Knight. We do. Um, who is a, um, you know, up and coming actor who's seems, you know, the things I've seen him in, he's, he's talented. Like he, he's going to do a lot. Yeah. He's actually been around for a while. He was a, uh, in Ender's Game, he was the he, he was in Ender's Game a few years ago. That's right, he was in Ender's Game. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I movie guess it was not well loved, but no, he was in it. But the biggest thing he's done is gonna give me an excuse to talk about one of my favorites yep. into the Badlands. 
Um, now, granted, he might not have been the, but he was a kid, like he was young, like he might not have been the the best thing about End of the Badlands. But End of the Badlands is one of the best um, kind of sci-fi fantasy dystopian dystopian epics that's been done in a while i mean they really created a really really cool world absolutely and the if you like martial arts stuff um it's very crouching tiger hidden dragon they brought in a lot of actors and they were serious about it to the point where i mean marisha was reading a little while ago i mean they sent these actors to how many weeks of seven weeks seven weeks of like a martial arts intensive uh, to get them ready for that show and um it shows i mean with aramis knight i mean he you know obviously you bring him in because he can do most of his own stunts if not all of his own stunts yeah i mean uh even into the badlands he was doing like 70 percent of his own stunts so that's you know that's significant uh um, so the other actor is uh, Farhan Akhtar, who plays, I don't remember his Kareem. name. Kareem. So he's mm-hmm. kind of, no, Kareem, Kareem, is, Kareem is Aramis Knight. Let's see. What's the Red Dagger. So the, the head of the Red Daggers that we meet Waleed. here is Waleed. That's right. Yeah. So Waleed is, uh, this is a big name Bollywood actor mm-hmm. um, who I'm totally unfamiliar with. Because this is his first thing he's done like on this side of the pond. Right. So I thought that was, I mean, he did a great job. Um, and he really, him and, and Aramis Knight both went a long ways to really elevate the action sequences mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, what did you think about those characters? Oh, I was really, um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It's all spoilers. I know, but like, this is particularly spoiler for the end of the episode. I was really sad to see our kind of um, Mr. Miyagi character die at the end of the episode. Like I, I expected him to stick around for a minute. I really expected to see, I expected to see him at least as long as they're in, uh, in in Karachi in Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah, I really expected to see him. Right. I thought he was a trainer for, for a minute. Yeah. I mean, basically we have him long enough to give us some, uh, some important information, which let's talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. we still don't have an entirely clear picture mm-hmm. of what's going on, but we have. Um, so, Miss Marvel in the comics is an inhuman, right? We we weren't sure if they were totally abandoning that. In fact, at two episodes in, I was convinced that they were doing it. Um, I think a lot of people were. A in lot the last episode, we saw a blue arm, and it was like, okay. We did see a blue arm, and I'm still convinced that that's Cree involvement. That I'm I'm still convinced that this I think bangle so. is Cree. It has something to do with the Cree. Like, I think it's it's going to be a little less straightforward than we thought, because we thought it was just going to be like, okay, the Cree. So she's some kind of inhuman. This, you know, the the inhumans came here from somewhere else. Whatever, whatever. The arm's blue. Like, right. well, it just screams Cree. There's no reason, as MCU fans, for us to think anything but Cree when we see a blue skinned alien. And I mean, I know there have been a lot of theories about what it could be besides Cree, but I think it's Cree. Yeah. The only real kind of flaw there, and I, I do think, like, 
we talked about this earlier, like, you know, the, or I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but when we talk about the blue skinned aliens, like it's possible that it's not Cree, but like by just showing that they're definitely sort of telegraphing to us that that's what it is, even right. if they didn't intend that. Yeah. And, and may, it could just be misdirect. They're not above misdirection. Right. So what we know so far is that she's of a race called the Noor from another dimension, a pocket dimension of sorts. Mm -hmm. um, think Talo from Shang-Chi. These are not other Kun planets because mostly we've dealt with other planets, but we do have uh, Kunlun mm -hmm. from the uh, Iron Fist series, even though where what the standing of that show is. I mean, Kunlun is comic book wise, the longtime home of... Um, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Well, uh, maybe Aramis Knight will be the new Iron Fist. There's also a possibility that where we're going to see Zeus in um, in, in Thor Love and Thunder is going to be Olympia, which in the comics is another pocket dimension. You know, here. It's, it's not on some right. faraway planet. It's here. It's yeah. just in another dimension. So I do think it's really interesting and cool that now we're kind of, we're digging deeper into this idea of we can go to other places without ever really actually leaving the planet. Right. Yeah. The whole, it's getting a lot more convoluted. You know, originally it was like, okay, so we're going to go to, you know, Asgard is, you know, the, the, the world tree and all of that. So you had, they 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 existed, but you had to have some kind of special way to get there. Way to get there, and then right? they kind of, but they later they backtracked on that a little bit. Yeah, whenever they loaded them all up in a spaceship at the end of Ragnarok. Right. So, so now we basically look as the Bifrost is just a a quicker way for certain Asgardians to be able to be able well, to travel it's a, to what these it's, it's an Einstein Rosen bridge, right? Which is basically a wormhole. Yeah. Um. So that's not. So it's, I feel like they're intentionally not giving us all of the information on how all these things work so they can continue to kind of mess with it. Yeah. So, you know, last week or, or in the earlier episodes, I guess last week, you know, we learned she's a gin. Right. Of course, now we've got to spell out like, you know, and, and, and Waleed uses the example of Thor. Like, mm -hmm. where does Thor first appear on Earth? Right. would totally affect what we called him. Right, yeah. So the fact that he didn't, you know, so these people showed up in in Pakistan, India, um, right. at the time, and... Uh, yeah, so that's... So basically he plays into their existing mythology... So, yeah, so basically these people show up about 100 years ago, and because they have this existing mythology, they say, oh, they're jinn. Right. Not the other way around. They're not, you know, so we, we have this idea, are they jinn or, you know, so we don't know if this has anything to do with the origins of the idea of the jinn or not. Um, I do think it's interesting that they chose to play with it this way. And uh, Karachi in the sixties and seventies was known as the city of light. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this whole other dimension is a dimension of light. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's interesting that this, that Karachi is kind of the gateway, you know, they're, they're doing some really interesting things with how they intertwine our world and this, mm-hmm. this fantasy world. And I feel like we probably should watch Shang-Chi again before the next episode comes out, because I feel like of all the things we've seen so far, that's the one that's going to have the most connection. Right. So that scene, when she first puts on the bangle mm-hmm. though, and, and she kind of travels through this other world we thought it was actually because of because of um what we just got in moon Knight. we assumed that it was some sort of ancestral plane mm-hmm. or a you know something you know something along those lines um right like the duat in in um mm-hmm. it was some kind of afterlife or right ancestral yeah and now i think she literally saw the newer dimension mm-hmm. so um, I, I think they've they've done a lot of things. They're kind of throwing a lot of curveballs at us and and slowly building this story of what she is. Um, yeah, I think so. And uh, we were discussing this earlier. It seems like a viable theory that the original inspiration for the Gen Legend were the Cree, right? I mean, that definitely seems like where they're going. I do think that there's a good possibility that the gen legends are going to originate with the Kree. The only thing that throws me off there is on the floor of the temple where they find the bangle and the, the blue skinned alien. Uh, let's not forget though, I guess that some of the Hindi gods are blue skinned as well. I think Shiva's blue skinned. Yeah. I don't think she's the only one. I mean, there's lots of them, but yeah, I mean, that's the most, predominant one i mean like mm-hmm. you know maybe this is she you know the goddess shiva mm. that's laying dead in that temple like that would be interesting we don't we don't really know but there are other options besides kree but the only reason i think that might be possible it's a group of gods we haven't been introduced to yet which could have something to do with the newer dimension mm-hmm. but we see the 10 rings there in that temple. Mm -hmm. But we already know that the 10 rings are not Cree. Right. Because when we have that little group meeting at the end of Shang-Chi, nobody knows what it is, including Captain Marvel. Right. Which makes it very unlikely Mm -hmm. that any of this, you know, that these technologies seem to be connected are Cree. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think they've totally moved away from the whole inhuman thing, and and by doing that, they've moved away from the Cree. But we still don't know who this uh, person is. Either that, or we're not seeing these these Nur, the ones that actually came from the other dimension, in their like actual form. Oh, that's true. Like we see now, and uh, I know we're not technically considering it canon anymore, but we did see Cree on earth in agents of shield basically um masking their 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 blue skin you know with some sort of right i don't remember what they were using oxygen or something in the hospital so so they're using some kind of chemical to blend in right well we even see kree do that in in captain marvel right 
I mean, Marvel is appears to everyone as yeah. a as a human. Yeah. So you know, for a long period of time. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm still, they still haven't unraveled all the pieces yet and Mm -hmm. whether it will relate back to the Cree or not. I mean, I think it would make more sense if they, okay. So the fact that, Hey Ro, they're going with a Mar a a captain Marvel connection makes me think that the 10 rings are involved somehow, but that the power source is, related to the same power source that Captain Marvel uses. Yeah. I'm not, I I mean, I'm not sure. Like, you know, she's definitely not an inhuman unless they are totally changing where the inhumans come in. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, there's still a lot to be answered, but they have clarified. They've continued to clarify it. Um, so what else? I mean, we've talked about most of the stuff in the episode. I mean, that's the big thing. That's the big reveal. Um, I, what did you think about the stuff between the, um, her mother and grandmother? I haven't actually seen that yet, Ro. I did see like right before we started, I saw that that was there. So I've got to actually, uh, check that out. Um, the mother and the grandmother, you know, it it's sort of how they built the story. We we kind of suspected that that's what was going on. The mother's trying to create some kind of. I mean, and like that's how families work, right? It's, it's this pendulum of reactionary parenting. Like you're weird, I'm gonna be normal. They're normal, so I'm gonna be weird. You know, like I mean, how how much can you look at at families and see well right because a lot of times we look at our parents and we don't always appreciate what they did for us and so we're going to be different right without realizing that that they did the things they did for a reason right and imperfectly usually yeah they did the things imperfectly but they weren't 100 percent wrong um, I did like the, the relationship. I'm still curious exactly. Like I'm assuming we will learn more about what exactly was done as far as, um, you know, what exactly her mother did, the, you know, the grandmother did, mm-hmm. um, because Kamala's mother feels very much like her mother was not there for her as a kid. She was more obsessed with this fantasy. Mm-hmm. So I always believed that the mother knew exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. But more and more, I'm starting to think that the mother never believed any of it. No. That the like, mo- that that it's just the bangle that, she, you know, I initially believed that she knew what the bangle was. But now I think the bangle is just a a symbol a symbol of this childhood that she really didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know that that it's the symbol of something her mother was more obsessed with than her own family. Right. I mean, and now we found out that like her father actually left because of all the drama. Right. And see, that's the other the other side of that, like. 
these people are are Jen or Nor or whatever they're being called here, and and up until the mother, they know it, they claim it, they they don't shy away from it. Mm-hmm. So we actually don't know. It, I mean, it's still possible that we could work in humans in on the father's side since right. we have now pushed him out of the picture. Well, and that's another interesting thing. Like you can't forget that, you know, there's, um, I mean, so we've got the great grandmother at this point, we have a lot of other genetic factors by the time we get to Kamala than just the grandmother. So there's a reason, is it just her humanity that makes her allowed to able to wield this thing from another dimension? Or is it she kind of the perfect combination you know, right. she's the perfect well, combination of human and nor and question mark. Well, that actually plays pretty strongly with the whole Cree experimenting on humans angle anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, creating these perfect soldiers. That's what the inhumans are is, is mm-hmm. you know, creating soldiers. So, so maybe there's, yeah, maybe there's more than one thing going on here. And that's why she can use the bangle the way she can. Because we haven't seen anybody else. I mean, so, um, Comron, do we, we have any idea who his father is? Like, is his, is he, is his father also nor is he human? Comron? Yeah, and, and if yeah, his father's human, then why can't he use it? Well, they in, they indicated that maybe he could, but they don't have the bangle. Mm, okay. Um, but I think that using the bangle, I think their intention is not just to get them home. It's to do what Waleed pointed out, is to destroy this, mm-hmm. destroy our dimension, and theirs takes over the whole thing. Yeah. So I think she doesn't necessarily want her son to be the one that does that because it's going to be dangerous for whoever's wearing that, that bangle. Yeah. So, but in the, in the comics, he does have some kind of powers, you know, some kind of powers. And I do think that we do know there's another bangle floating around out there somewhere. We don't know whether Kamala's going to wear them both or I mean, if, it would, it would balance out very nicely. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. Um. So, okay. So I, ha- I have a thing. I have a thing to say. Does it have to be a world-ending paradox? Like, I feel like that's what they're building up to. Like, we're building up to like, and they're gonna you know, break into this dimension and take over the world. Then it becomes a problem again of like, where are all the other, I feel like you become, it becomes the same issue that you have with the um, agents of shield that you have with the Netflix Marvel shows. It's like, everything's a world ending paradox. Yeah. I get that. Now, you know, I don't know if necessarily the way it this plays out is, you know, preventing some world-ending thing or um, maybe just maybe it's just a city because I mean that becomes less, you know, may, maybe I don't know. I just I'm hoping that they don't continue that trend. Right. 
that yeah sometimes it's nice to see you know someone fight a normal villain like fight stakes that don't involve the entire world getting taken over by a super villain right and we have lots of good villains in them in marvel that yeah. you know fit that role i mean we did that in um not falcon and winter Soldier. we kind of did that in falcon and winter soldier and we did it in um uh hawkeye where we just had mm -hmm. more of a you know what they've always called street level right uh hero now I, I now at the same time i see why they're setting her up to be more than just a street level hero which is fine but does all do all the scenarios have to be cataclysmic and world ending and universe and parallel no but i think they're setting this character up this character and photon up to to mostly carry the banner of the marvels um because i don't i i have a hard time believing that no more than they've done with captain marvel mm -hmm. that they really have a lot of long-term plans i mean they're really phasing out that generation of of our heroes so i don't know i think they're building her up to be the to kind of fill that void yeah which is i mean which is great i think she'll be a lot of fun um but i mean that was a lot of you know your complaint there i mean that's one of the complaints a lot of people had you know as Roe pointed out here with spider-man mm -hmm. like you know People like the, you know, the battles with, you know, villains and it's over, you know, it's there in New York. It's not world ending catastrophes. Mm -hmm. Fair In fairness, we don't really know that that's the end game here yet. I mean, it's certainly a possibility. Yeah. But, you know, Shang-Chi did the same thing where, you know, if this creature escapes this dimension, then it's you know, a world ending event. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. I think both have a really strong place, but I do think maybe that they're a little heavy on heavier on one side than the other. Yeah. I mean, I understand like you want to be like, you don't want this to be like, Oh, this story doesn't matter. But I mean, stories don't have to be, you know, like um, the one with the, the guy with the crossbones and the skull. The Punisher. The Punisher, yes. Like, that was a compelling story. A little dark for me, but it was a compelling story, and the stakes were very personal. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I would like to see a bigger range of stakes. Well, I think you're going to get that. I mean, especially with reintroducing characters like Daredevil. Mm -hmm. uh, surely the Punisher's coming to uh, characters like Kate Bishop. Mm -hmm. uh, Kate Bishop's Hawkeye. Yeah, you know, we're we're going we're going to get a lot more characters that are going to be more grounded. Yeah, I think so. Hello, Nicole. Thanks for uh, popping in. I'm uh, unfortunately, I think we're about to wrap up, but um, four episodes in. I'm really enjoying the series. It's still, I said last week that this was probably my second favorite uh, Disney plus Marvel yeah. series. Like I always kind of feel like I have to reserve judgment on a, like ranking how favorite it is till we see how it ends. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree Thank with you. that. But like, Star I'm, Wars. but I, I'm enjoying 
you know, at this point, if it continues on this trajectory and gives me a satisfying ending, mm-hmm. then this will probably be my second favorite MCU series. Yeah. Because I'm just a little more like I've liked, I've liked all the series, but mm-hmm. I felt like I've always felt like Hawkeye told the best story mm-hmm. start to finish. Like, no, there's just not yeah. weak spots in the story making there. And it was a great story. It was really compelling, really interesting. Yeah. And I feel like this one's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's telling a really good story. There's not a lot of wasted space, not a lot of wasted time. Um, that the characters are interesting and compelling. The family da- dynamic in this one is really compelling. Mm-hmm. But you haven't seen a whole lot of that. No, no. Uh, really, Falcon and Winter Soldier was the last time we did. We did. We did some family dynamics in Hawkeye. Yeah, a little different, but yeah. So, so, and again, that's the thing that I think there's more time to play with in TV series than in movies. But at this point, still my favorite series i will say despite the fact this one has the best action by far it's not my favorite episode Mm -hmm. i think this was one of the weaker episodes i feel like there's less there there's a lot of good showy stuff but there's like less meat on the bone other than that one conversation with waleed yeah i think that's fair um but it's not a bad great um exposition sequence though oh yeah like sometimes exposition sequences well, exposition, like, yeah, exposition uh, done right uh, this show has actually done really well because they, they've given us a fair amount of exposition but they've done a good job not making it just like way too much tell and, and, and no show yeah um oh, yay. so yeah uh real quick as we kind of wrap up i will be and possibly marisha too on saturday evening on the scare of scuttlebutt podcast talking more about miss marvel yeah that'll be fun so depends on if i can drag the kids away from your grandmother's house for fourth of july uh we will everybody's gonna be exhausted by then um but i I really enjoyed the i really did even though i'm saying it's not my favorite episode i just think there were a couple of the episodes that were more compelling than this one um and like i said like i said at the beginning of this because i know not everybody was here i enjoyed the i feel like a little bit of the charm was lost without the other friends and without the dad yeah yeah i think so um so I do wonder, so here, here, here's another kind of question I've got, because I keep coming up with things to throw out. Do we think that we're just going to see uh, Kareem get left when she goes back to this? Do you think he comes? I think this is his origin in the MCU. I don't think he comes. Mm. Um, he could. But. I think that they might be setting... I don't think they went and got Aramis Knight for no reason. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, And I like that we're kind of setting up these little underworld groups. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we haven't done a lot of that outside of, um, you know, the the Marvel... I mean, the the Netflix Marvel stuff did a lot of that just because that's what those stories were about. But I like that we can build these little groups, you know, around the world that are that are there. We know they're there. And if you're in these places, you can involve them. Right. Well, and that's, that's a very, a very believable thing that you've got lots of kind of little grassroots 
militia groups all over the world, you know, mm -hmm. that are kind of rocking. You just, you just know, sit here and here, sit here and keep you company today, Ray. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, uh, Kelly, lots of lots of stuff back there, and it is an absolute mess that I've got to figure out how to get under control. It's true. Well, because there's always the holiday, and it's like, oh, here's a random trinket Daddy would like. Why don't you, you know? Why don't we get this for him for Father's Day, birthday, Christmas, whatever the occasion happens to be? Daddy always likes nerd trinkets. <laughs> that he's out of nerd trinket space. Alas. All right. So did you have anything else about Miss Marvel before we wrap up? I don't think so. Okay. So what do you think we're going to do with Aramis Knight long-term? You think he's going to just be somebody we know about? You think, I mean, he, he's the red dagger currently. Does he? He's the red dagger. Um, I think that we could involve him further in her story down the road. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there's a chance with knowing that we're we're fixing to do sooner rather than later uh, Young Avengers. Mm -hmm. That he's another person that can come in and fill a role. Yeah. They, they've got quite a roster going at this point. Yeah. Of potential Young Avengers. And we keep thinking, all right, this is, this is it. This is when they're going to do the thing. But they still haven't done the thing. It's like, like I said before, it's like the X-Men. Like every time it's like, all right, this is whenever we see the, this is when we see the young Avengers. This is when they see the X-Men. Eventually somebody has got to be right. right. Yeah. No, I mean, well, that's the thing. And, and you're not going to love this, but you need a cataclysmic event to uh, bring the young Avengers together. A so. cataclysmic event. True. Oh no. <laughs> one, just the one. Just saying. <laughs> um, see, yeah, Nicole, I'm I'm still confused. I think the mom knows the story and 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 has doesn't fully believe it. Like, but I think she knows the whole story. But she thinks that it's some fantasy in her mother's head. Mm-hmm. Yep. And everybody else thinks it's a cute story, you know, about the, the star bridge and the but she doesn't, you know, this has been the obsession. And, you know, parents with obsessions can be uh, difficult. Yeah. So. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see where they go. How many episodes are there? Are there eight? There's got to be eight episodes. No way we're wrapping this up in two more, right? I have no idea. That's an excellent question. I really thought it was six. I really thought. Six. It is six. Yep. So yeah, they're gonna have to do a lot in these next two episodes. So So do you think we spend another episode in Karachi or you think we go back to New York or New No, Jersey? I think we have to spend one more. I mean we can real quick before we wrap up, talk about that ending. Um Yeah, that's true. Where the, the blade hits the 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 bangle and Is it a special blade? Just any knife? One does wonder. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what caused it, but like we've had glimpses of the train and now she's actually at least having a vision of that moment. I mean, it's is... not just a vision. She's interacting with it. Like it's right. But is it real? Is she there or is it in her head? Yeah. Yeah. 
So that when I said a vision, that that's what I meant. Yeah, was yeah. It, it might not actually be really in that moment as much as she. There's a moment that she needs to see. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm assuming is happening, um, and I think they're going to see what happens to to her great grandmother, to Aisha. Yeah, you know the other thing that I wonder did the did the mom see the train? She saw the train. The grandmother saw the train. Did the mom see the train? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I assume that she did, but that's an interesting, another interesting yeah. dynamic. Now, they're setting up some cool stuff, so I can't wait to see where it goes. But unless you have anything else to add, I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. No, I think I think that that's about it. All right. It. Well, uh, thank you, Ro and Kelly and Nicole and... Yeah, Dragon Buddy. Uh, Dragon Buddy briefly and uh, Chantel briefly uh, for for popping in the chat and saying hello and hanging out with us for a few minutes. And uh, I guess I'm going to go back to work now. But Alas, we all, I got like stuff to do, got paperwork to do. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for dropping in. Marisha, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. And occasionally on Instagram giving David a hard time, not Instagram, on Twitter giving David a hard time at Pete Padawans. All right. And you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore, underscore Fictionary. You can find us at our other show, uh, science fiction, the Science Fictionary, well, this show, the Science Fictionary Podcast, or our other show, Coruscant Radio Underground, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, please hit that subscribe button and uh, the notification bell and, and find out next time we're going live. But uh, you can also find our pod, both of our podcasts as well as the entirety of the rest of the Red 5 Network at Red 5 Network on Twitter. Yes. All right. And until next time, guys, may the force be with you. <laughs>